0: Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment, from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast, and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes, hey everyone, welcome to Pardon the Intermission. I'm Eric. And I'm Jason. We hope you're all doing great out there. Yep we're doing great as well we are we are fantastic
1: we're glad to be back with you for another edition of Pardon the Intermission and uh, what are our uh, uh, social media handles oh yeah we gotta mention those uh, yeah you can find us on Twitter at uh, PTI underscore podcast and then you can find us on Facebook at Pardon the Intermission
0: there you go yeah so yeah, yeah. you can connect with us there folks if you have some yeah. uh, uh, you know I don't know some ideas or you want to talk about some movies maybe some retro movies anything TV shows yeah leave, leave us a message over there yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: we, and on occasion we'll, we'll try and uh, link to some stories that Eric and I um, cite on this show because we obviously try and speak about
0: factual information. We just don't blow smoke up our stacks. <laughs> so and, and, um, we also, and, and we also and we also post some funny memes once in a while too. So yeah, I've got I've, really I went a little crazy uh, there for a
1: while. You did. In fact, it's funny you mentioned that I was perusing Twitter the other day and I saw like at least I think maybe eight or nine different uh, tweets on the PTI uh, Twitter page that were just like within five or ten minutes of each other. I'm <laughs> I'm like what is this guy All doing Star Wars memes <laughs> yeah right? yeah we'll
0: exactly so if you want it, you want a good laugh check it out but right yeah. exactly we do appreciate it hey yes. um i didn't get to see it yet i'm a little jealous but you got oh. to see
1: guardians three yes and first of all let me apologize for not inviting you when i went and saw it last tuesday but it was kind of like one of those spur of the moment things oh yeah no worries man so no I'm sorry worries about that, no no
0: no no that's hey so, so i wanted yeah. i wanted to hear from you what yeah. you thought okay about yeah. this whole guardians experience and what you think it means to marvel now Okay, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I'm going to give it my honest review. I love,
1: I liked the film. I didn't love it. I liked it. Okay. Ooh, okay. At, at a scale of one to ten, I'm going to give it about a seven. Okay, oh, I hear that a lot. Yeah, I hear that a lot.
0: Okay, seven. All uh, right, give it a seven out of solid
1: 10. seven. Okay, yeah. So let me go ahead and just kind of pull up for you a little brief synopsis about what this movie is about. Are we doing spoilers here? Um. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler you know, alert! Po- possible, potentially. Okay. I'll let you know if and when that situation arises. Okay. Um. So. So the movie. This really movie is actually an origin movie. Is what it is because mm. this movie focuses a lot on the origins of Rocket Raccoon. Okay, I hear that. And yeah. so yeah, we find out uh, why Rocket is and who he was and how he came into being, but it also kind of it, it's also a way to bring closure to some degree to the the guardians as well. So the plot of the movie surrounds um this um this the main villain of the film his name is the high evolutionary mm. he is portrayed by a character named uh chikuti uh, an actor named Chakuti awuji if i pronounced his name correctly if i didn't i apologize so he is the high evolutionary and apparently what he did was he experimented on Rocket Raccoon way back when. So Eric the movie vacillates back and forth between um, parts of rocket's origin and then the main plot of the movie, which is this character, the high evolutionary has created a- another earth. It's called like reverse mm. Earth or um, earth something like along those lines. but anyway, he has you he has experimented on different a- animal alien species and tried to create his own perfect version of what Earth should be. Okay. You know, where it's free of crime and litter and pollution and everything it's, else. It's almost like
0: I get the sense of almost like how it's uh, Garden of Eden in the Bible. Right. Like all the animals were getting along. Everybody was just, it was one big Exactly, yeah. And so what happens is, is that
1: um, the high evolutionary wants Rocket Raccoon back because apparently Rocket has has some information that the high evolutionary wants in order to to uh, not only create this perfect society that he wants to uh, improve upon, mm-hmm. but ultimately in the long run to destroy it as well. And oh. so we we do see the emergence of a popular Marvel character by the name of Adam Warlock. Marvel, I Com- keep
0: hearing this name. Marvel
1: yeah. comic fans know Adam Warlock very well. He was featured in... Um, he was featured in a lot of the, um, not the Avengers comics, but in the uh, Infinity War comic book series. Okay. So Adam Warlock was part of, uh, uh, part of the Sovereign. And so Adam Warlock is sent to actually find Rocket Raccoon and bring him back to the High Evolutionary. Mm. Well, suffice to say, he doesn't do that. Most of the movie is, focuses on Rocket being virtually on death's bed. And so the Guardians are trying to f- go to this planet where the High Evolutionary is to find this... Um, Device that can apparently um, disable this kill switch that's in Rocket's chest because if they try and give him medical attention, uh, anything they do will actually kill him and the only thing that can Mm. save him is this uh, little code that can deactivate a kill switch that was genetically implanted into Rocket. So
0: they have to go back to the person that was hunting him in the first place. Right, exactly. Essentially. Right, exactly.
1: So not only do we see um, that back and forth between Rocket's origins and then the the Guardians trying to save their friend, but then we also find out as we get towards the end of the film that there's actually some closure with the Guardians Mm. because the Guardians, um, major spoiler here, folks, Nobody dies in this film. Okay, so I'm oh, just I thought somebody l- did. N- well, nobody of importance. I'll just say oh, okay. that. <laughs> so, but but the guardians do break up at the end of the film, as does Peter Quill. So they all kind of go their own separate ways. Mm. But suffice to say, they they foil the plot of the High Evolutionary. Uh, they get off the planet and they save the galaxy again. And so, uh, but it had a it, it was a it was a fun movie. It had some very good effects in it. Um, I the, the storyline did kind of trip me up a little bit when they were um, going back and forth between the origin and the main plot of the movie, but they still kept it on that line. They didn't okay. try and deviate too much from the ultimate story they were trying to tell. And then James Gunn came back to, uh, yes, that James Gunn who heads DC came back to direct this film so uh, but I, again I thought it was a seven out of ten this was his swan, swan song for Marvel, yes it essentially. was if anything this movie the was Guardians. yeah yeah and if anything this movie was sad uh, there, there were some sad moments in it from the standpoint that you really felt
0: bad for rockets origins and how he was experimented on like mm. some of these other animals so um, yeah, here's some kind of child slavery plot thing going on too, or something. There was or, a scene where there were some kids that were enslaved. Here, yes. here, yeah, that, that's the thing is that I hear I hear that the movie actually is a little bit long, and they could have it actually is. maybe taken out a couple of little things that really didn't you know didn't really yeah. add too much to the story. They could have kind of got rid of those. They could have. But but yeah, that it was really kind yeah. of a long movie.
1: Yeah, it was almost about two hours they, and
0: forty eight minutes. And, and they say the end the ends the end of the movie though, like the third act though was. Yeah. intense. It, it was, was. Like just constant just like you know you couldn't come down any moments that nope. kept you up just yeah, it on was. the edge of your seat yeah, constantly. There was, there
1: was constant action during the last 30 to 40 minutes of the film and yeah there was a lot of interesting stuff that took place. There's some lighthearted humor stuff in there that makes you laugh. Some of it that just makes you go okay they didn't need to include that in the script. But mm. by and large I thought it was much better than the second film. Gave it a 7 out of 10. I would definitely go see it. It's a fun movie to go see.
0: Okay, Okay so you definitely yeah. recommend it then. Yeah, absolutely. What, what do you think? So yeah, this is closing out one chapter now. Yeah. Um yeah. I don't know if I'm going to give away anything away here, so maybe a little bit of a spoiler. I hear in the end of it though it says Star-Lord will be back. Uh-huh. So let me ask you this. What what do you think this means yes. to the Guardians uh the Guardians in the Marvel universe itself now? I mean, do you really think that I mean with with James Gunn gone, I mean, mm-hmm. do you think it's really going to he's really going to come back? Do you think that um, you know, pretty much that was their they're done at this point that was that was pretty much both James Gunn and Marvel's way of saying okay,
1: we wash our hands completely of both sides. Mm. And now that James Gunn is ahead of DC, there is no way DC is going to let him come back and direct a Marvel well, film. Well, sure, sure. Yeah, that that goes without saying. So,
0: so are, we're, um, we're basically getting ready for uh, DC Guardians at DC this point. DC Guardians, <laughs> yes. Hopefully another Justice
1: League. But, um,
0: we'll, well, Justice Guardians. Justice so it'll, Guardians be, it'll be yeah. basically... Yeah, uh,
1: but, but I think what this means for the Guardians is that we may not see any more Guardians of the Galaxy movies, but that's not to say that we won't see the guardians in any future movies and because the characters, yeah. right characters, let's keep yeah. in mind we do have some more Avengers movies coming out in the not too distant future mm. and so um, and they're still probably going to factor into the fa- the end of phase four and the phase five project that Marvel has on the storyboard. So
0: Here, so here's, um, here's the other thing too I hear yeah. so it's a good movie yes um, I hear that the box office isn't doing too well for this though
1: uh well it, what,
0: have you heard that too or no?
1: I've heard just the opposite. Oh it, you've heard
0: the box office is going good?
1: It grossed hundred and thirty three million in its first week, which I mean doesn't sound like a lot, but um it's it, it did much better than um I think it did Ant Man. It did much better well, way better than Ant Man. What did Ant Man gross? Do you know? <laughs> do you remember? Ant Man barely grossed hundred and twenty.
0: Okay. Well, still, yeah, you know, I still, mean, but I mean, still healthy revenue, but still. Um, it, I wonder what in in the prime. I, I wish I had these numbers. I just I'm just thinking of this now. I didn't right. look it up. I wonder in the prime of Marvel Avengers yeah. uh, movies, yeah. what were they grossing in opening weekend?
1: Oh God, Avengers Infinity War grossed over a billion dollars. Oh in this my first gosh! Week. Yeah, seriously. So uh, so in, in, you did, could just
0: say the box office is down. I mean, oh, yeah, we, we know yeah. that.
1: Yeah, it is. Now it did feel good to see a lot of people come back to the theater and watch this. My mm. my wife, my family, and I went to go see it. Here, folks at home, we have a a, a cinema chain called Maya Cinemas, which offers movies for five dollars on Tuesday nights. And so I we love took it. Yes, it was great. And when we went there to see it, there were a whole bunch of people that flocked to the theater to see wow. this. So it yeah. felt good to see movie enthusiasts like me go
0: back to the theater and watch and save a few bucks and save a few bucks. I the feel bad. Yeah. The theaters are hurting. The theater chains are hurting. They are. But they you are. know, I mean. I mean, it yeah. was, so is everyone else in the recession here? I mean, you know, right? so five know. bucks is actually help us out you know. here, Joe. Come on, but <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe that's why. Maybe everybody offered a five buck uh, movie day, and that's why it only <laughs> right? grossed one hundred and thirty exactly. some. But you and know, I'm the
1: hoping. unique thing about this movie, Eric, is it really did not feel like it was part of the MCU. It mm. felt like it was. It could have been its own standalone movie without needing anything else to connect it. And really. It didn't have anything else that it connected to or was connected from because we didn't see any cameos from any of the previous MCU characters or films. And so uh, the the character I really got pumped about was Adam Warlock because in the comic books Adam Warlock is a galactic badass. I mm-hmm. mean, this is a guy that could beat Thanos. Is he like a
0: ba- uh, is he like a bounty hunter of sorts or what, what no. is his character? I haven't I haven't read those comics so I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, he's not a bounty hunter. Adam Warlock is kind of like a, a celestial uh, being, and um, he very powerful. He he actually did defeat Thanos I think in the comics in the Infinity War comic series. But uh, more powerful he, than uh, Marvel <clears throat> than Captain Marvel. Uh yeah, more powerful than Captain. Way, way more powerful. Okay. Yeah, and he was played in the movie by an actor named Will Poulter. So uh I'm I haven't not too familiar with Will Poulter's work, but um you know that's what I was really geeked about was to see how he was gonna portray Adam Warlock. So and, and, and then what
0: do you how do you think they did portraying this character?
1: Um and staying true to the character from the comics, I felt they did okay. Um you know, much like the character in the comic books, Adam Warlock is is not really a tortured soul, but he he first starts off being the villain of of uh, the Avengers. He's a mm. guy that you just don't want to mess with, and then as the storyline develops. Um, he realizes that, okay, he's being played here, not only by the people who created him, i.e. the Sovereign, but he's being played by um, the High Evolutionary who orders him to go and get rockets. So Mm. as the movie wears on, he realizes, okay, I'm on the wrong side, time to get on the right side here. And then at the end of the film,
0: he actually becomes one of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you think, here's the other thing that I've kind of heard floating around in Rumorville. Do you think that because of the whole uh, uh, getting rid of Kang now, possibly possibly Mm -hmm. the actor having his issues do you think that the they may try to stick the high evolutionary in that in that spot
1: uh, you know, ooh, they'd have to do it very carefully. I mm. wouldn't be surprised
0: if they did, but
1: they would have to do it very carefully. Okay. Uh, and the High Evolutionary does... They didn't
0: set that up in this film at all, though, necessarily.
1: Nothing led me to believe that they were setting up the High Evolutionary okay. to play Kang. All right. And the, the teaser at the end of the movie is not much of a teaser, really. Mm. It's just uh, Peter Quill sitting at a table with his grandfather... He's eating oh, I heard a, about this. Yeah, he's sitting at a table with his grandfather eating a bowl of cereal, and they're just <laughs> talking about stuff. And so, at the Well, because that's the
0: whole thing, right? Because Peter was like, I don't have any family. Yeah. Here, here's the one thing I heard yeah. people complain about is that yeah. they didn't really, you know, they they had that whole Christmas special where they kind of tied mm-hmm. in that Mantis was his sister. Right, right. But they didn't really, I, I hear, I don't know, I'll get it from you right now, that they didn't really play that out in the movie at all. Nope, not at all. So they're not really playing that aspect of it that he does nope. have family and...
1: Yeah, and that, that was a big thing, too, was that towards the end of the film, he says to the Guardians, it's time for us to, to go our own separate ways. Mm. And because he openly admits that, look, I do have a family that's still out there. may not be my mother, may not be my father, but I do have people out there that love me, and I owe it to them to find them. So they know that mm. I'm okay, and so I know that they're okay. And so then he, he obviously embarks on, he, he goes his own way. Uh, Mantis goes her own way as well. She says, okay, "Okay, well, if if Quill's going to go do his own thing, I'm going to go find myself and do my own thing as well." Mm. And then uh, Drax and um, Drax and Nebula stay together. Now Gamora, uh, during this part of the film, is remember she's the Gamora from Avengers. Um, she came back, but she, she came she's back in Avengers Endgame as the, the original original Gamora, Gamora. from the alternate timeline. Yeah. yeah, and so she's back, but she's now head of the Ravengers. Sylvester Stallone, by the way, comes back in this movie for a brief little uh, uh, appearance. Who are the Ravengers again? So the Ravengers are basically this group of space pirates.
0: Okay. They're, oh, that—that's the one that. Uh, what's his face? Um, Yondu. Yondu. Yondu was, Yondu was, was the the head Ravager. of. That's right. That's right. Okay.
1: Yeah. Sylvester Stallone was actually the head of them, but now Gamora in this. Movie, oh, that's right.
0: Sylvester Stallone was. That's right. Okay, it's yeah. coming back to me now. And yeah. in, in the last one, he was. Stallone he, was head of the Ravengers. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so now Gamora in this film is part of the Ravengers, and so okay. when the movie's done, she goes back to them. Quill goes his way. Mantis goes her way. Wow. And then, like I said, Drax and Nebula stay with Rocket to keep what's left of the Guardians together. And then Adam Warlock joins them. And then that dog, Cosmo, is one of the Guardians, too. <laughs> oh, the dog makes yeah. it. Okay. Yeah,
0: Cosmo was cute. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves Cosmo, right? Right, exactly. Wow. So, okay, so you, you would think... Yeah, it's kind of interesting because I don't know where Marvel Marvel is going to go from here. I mean, there, yeah. there's stuff. I mean, Captain Marvel, from what I hear, <laughs> or I should say The Marvels, the new movie coming out, I hear, has got a lot of problems. Yep. Yep. Um, they're kind of just floating out there I mean after yeah. the original I mean even like I don't think anybody really cares about Thor anymore I don't, I don't even no. know if Thor cares about Thor no he doesn't <laughs> to be no. honest and as far as I know I mean, Thor
1: Love and Thunder is going to be the very last Thor film that we ever see too wow so done that's
0: too that. bad that's too bad yeah, it, it, it would be nice to be able to you know have those guys they were kind of lingering mm-hmm. after you know Endgame and and kind of yeah. wrap up their stories but it seems yeah. like they just they're kind of floating out there they don't know what to do with them Ant-Man too yeah. I mean Ant-Man and the original movie was pretty good. It was great, yeah. Um, I still haven't seen uh Quantumania. Um I'm not mm-hmm. I'm just like I'll take my time. I don't know. I'm not too excited about it from what I heard, from what people have said, to be honest. So yeah. my point being is that I, I just don't know what is gonna happen with Marvel. I, I think it's the same thing we talked about the Star Wars franchise. I think yeah. they've just diluted it too much with too much TV content yeah. and, and not done it well, not really taking the time and, and just done, you know, a movie here, a movie there, yeah. and done it right. Yeah. It's just too diluted now, too much so anyway so, what, so you no. would you would recommend it though 7 out of 10 7 out of 10 I would recommend and go see it I did okay. not
1: I did not come out of the theater saying I wasted my money I, like I should have kept with, my 5 bucks
0: right exactly I, <laughs> yeah I,
1: I felt that way that's I, a
0: steal man what is it isn't it like 20 bucks now for a regular showing 25.75 holy jeez like yeah, was this was this regular or was this a IMAX or 4D or whatever this we was we saw it just in regular it's a regular theater okay. it had the
1: Dolby surround sound which was good enough for me yeah you know but um, yeah I can, unlike Quantum that's Mania Unlike Quantum Mania, where I came out saying I want my freaking money back, I came out of this film saying, "Okay, I liked it. It was fun." It was did, I can't good. remember
0: what did you give Quantum Mania? Uh, four out of what ten. The, was it four out of ten? Four out of ten. <laughs> awful.
1: It, it's awful. It should stay oh. in the quantum realm. It stays in the quantum
0: what realm. That's where it deserves to be. <laughs> There you yeah.
1: go. Thank yeah, you. That,
0: that's Jason's review of Quantumania in a nutshell. There right? it is. Yeah, yeah. So, now okay. I need like a yahoo! Well, i tell you what, and, and Disney, and, and we got another story here about Disney. I mean, another great, wonderful Disney story about how yeah. they lost, you know, mm-hmm. speaking of too much content and, and blah, 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 they lost 4 million oh, subs. Right. Subscribers. Is that folks. unbelievable, Disney Plus? Oh my gosh. How are that, they surviving? I have no idea.
1: I mean, yeah. they're, they're piecemealing it all together somehow. Somehow, Um, you know what I I would say. They're probably still uh, a viable service just because of a lot of the Marvel movies that are on there and the Star Wars content that's on there now. And and some of the original Disney content is being viewed, but not as much as they. Oh, Mandalorian.
0: I mean, the the viewership was way down. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was. I mean, people. Yeah, they're just even the new content. I mean, they can't keep. No. They, they can't keep subscribers. Now, in, in the story from, this one came from Yahoo uh, News. I mean, it does say that they, they shed $4 million. Uh, To be honest, though, I mean, a lot of it was in India and says parts of Asia. So they lost a lot of subscribers okay. over there. But they okay. have lost a lot of, we were talking about a lot of uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, European subscribers. They've lost a yeah. lot of, of course, you know, subscribers here. Yep. Um, but that was the majority of, and I think a lot of that in that India was because they weren't playing certain cricket games. There was some kind of mm-hmm. league or something, right, that they didn't carry anymore on their uh, yeah. service, and so that's yeah, one, one of the so. reasons I think they lost. Yeah. But um, man, they're in trouble, and and we were talking about it before. There was another article. I don't have it here in front of me, but you were saying it was it was talking about how Bob Iger wants to cut. Um, you know, he here's what he's doing. I know what he's doing. He's going back yep. to the Eisner days and the vault. Yeah. The movies in the vault That's thing. That's
1: Exactly what he's doing. That's
0: what he's doing. So Bob Iger. So his his answer to this is he's going to try to make going to try to make the uh, uh, certain movies and franchises unavailable. He's going to take some content off. He's saying it's stale, but some content off the yep. Disney Disney yep. Plus. Yep. So he'll probably take Star Wars off. You know, like the, the the three movies, and then he'll he'll pop them out every once in a while to get new subscribers, or they're coming out of the vault, and you know, get them mm-hmm. now. Maybe he might even go yep. to a rent or a buy on those, and and then have the regular content. Yeah. But this, they're in trouble. I mean, they're talking about possibly combining Hulu with Disney. Now mm-hmm. they're in big time trouble. They I, are. I don't think they're even letting on how much trouble they're no, in, they're and not. how much Bob Iger originally overspent. Oh. before he got out of there, and now they pulled him back in, and he's probably regretting oh, it. Oh, yeah. Well, Eric, look, this is just the cherry on the this ice. He's trying to friend. fix it. Yeah, I mean, this is only just a
1: microcosm of some of the bigger problems they're dealing with behind closed doors that the general public will never know about. And look, look I mean it feels to me like you just alluded to here that they're rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. Ooh,
0: that's a good way to put it. I Seriously like
1: because the ship is sinking right now and they're trying to figure out how to keep this bad boy afloat mm. and let me tell you there's not going to be a band playing Mozart a, a string quartet playing Mozart's Requiem as yeah. the ship goes down this time um, and, and uh, I, I can just hear it now. Oh boy, boy. <laughs> <laughs> they're going down they're right, yeah. the water's coming oh, up Oh no. Yes. Mickey is in there. Yes. <laughs> yeah and so you know I, it, I, I think it's kind of a unique ploy that he's taking here. We're kind of resuscitating the Disney vault because um, they would always mess around with that, like every ten or fifteen years. And I remember yeah. the commercials would always come out and say, "Watch, uh, watch Aladdin now before it's or buy Aladdin now before it's lost in the vault forever." I yeah. would always say. So you're going to release it in another five years. Well,
0: there may be some listeners that not exactly know what we're talking about. So what they did back in the Eisner days, and I can't remember who, I can't remember the head of the the division that that actually spearheaded this. Do you know offhand what his name was? (laughs) Anyway, no, had the, he no. had the idea uh, that what you, what they would do is they would take all their, their classic movies, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And instead of just selling them out there, you know, they had them all in VHS and stuff and sell them, yep. they would limit them. So what they would do is what you're saying. They would put everything, you know, in this proverbial vault. Yep. They would put it away. Yep. And then they would pull out a movie like, oh, here's Dumbo, classic Dumbo. It's re- remastered. Yep. Buy it now. And it only have this limited amount of time. And then we're putting it away, right? And then they would re-release it yeah. in another five years. years Ten years, <laughs> right. they need more money. Then this Dumbo right? again with extra features, but right? get it now, and we're going to put it back in the vault. Right? So they were making off all the all their content. They were raking yeah. in the cash because. Yep. You got to figure over the time people were buying first VHS tapes, yeah. Then they were buying DVDs, right? Then yes. all of a sudden, to be Blu-ray, yeah. So for a little while, they were they were just raking in the money with all these different versions. Okay, so here, Eric, mo- million-dollar question for you. Yeah, knowing now that DVDs and Blu-rays are starting
1: to become a thing of the past. Streaming now is the way to go. That we watch all of our entertainment, most of it streaming. How are they gonna handle the vault for streaming purposes?
0: Well that's what I just said, is that you know they may bring it out and they may say, This is the content that you get with your basic streaming package. Okay, 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 gotcha. And then they'll say, just like Amazon does, if you wanna rent, Mm -hmm. we're gonna pull out Star Wars, A New Hope, and you know, and this time it's got not only is in there, but he yeah. farts. It's amazing, right? So, <laughs> I don't know. That's sorry, folks. This that just came to my mind, the first thing that came wow, to my mind. Anyway, intense. but they'll add something to it, is my point, and then they'll say, you can rent or buy it, right? But it's gonna go away. That was gonna be my next question. Will
1: they charge you, even if you already have a subscription They're to probably the gonna have
0: to, because it's gonna be like Genie yeah. Plus. You go to the right. park now, and you don't get that Lightning Lane Pass for free, the one. You have to buy the Genie Plus, and you don't even get to the Rise of Resistance with it. You gotta buy that separate there there I, I think plus what it is, just died out well i tell you i mm-hmm. think what it is is that they're just hurting so bad for money right now because they yeah. made so many it's basically what they say the chickens are coming home to roost right <laughs> right or or should we say the uh, how would we put it the uh, roosters the, are coming back to the hen house. what would be a good disney reference for that good uh, disney
1: reference for that would be uh,
0: the, the uh, I don't know. I, I, don't, know I, I don't have any really either. Don't. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> the ticket holders are coming back. For I would a say. I guess I would say Snow White ate yeah. one too many. Oh, apples.
0: The, the dwarves are coming home to roost. Yeah. Uh, here, here's the deal: is that um, you know they're in such trouble and they have to nickel and dime this thing to try yeah. to get themselves out because they did. They way overspent when yeah. when times were good and yeah. they didn't plan. And plus, they've got. I mean, Bob Iger just in in the stockholders meeting, right? He just said that you know, congratulations to uh, Universal they're kicking our butts. They did yes, great they on Mario World. So yeah,
1: they did. Mm-hmm.
0: He, he, uh, so yeah, they're hurting. So they're going to have to look for ways to nickel and dime. The question is, will the fans put up with it? Because... I have had we have had tried to go to Disney twice this year. I'll be honest, we tried to go to yeah. Disneyland twice this year, and it just for whatever reason, you know, finances or this and that, it just has not worked out. Yeah. In the past, we would have probably been, like, oh, that's okay. We'll just we'll charge it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when you go to Disney now and you got to play pay for genie and you got to do this and you got you got all these extra things on there, we're kind of like, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe we'll stay home. Maybe we'll go to Knott's Berry, You know, in California, we have Knottsberry, or maybe we'll go to Universal instead. You yeah, know. yeah. Um. So I mean in other words what i'm saying is that it's not the pool that it once was and i hear that that the parks are down admission is down in the uh, parks yeah so a lot of people you know it's everything's just slowing down so yeah point is yes to answer your question they will probably have to do that and somehow have to charge extra to get this stuff they're already talking about price increases on uh disney plus coming more price increases great so so there you go Go so, ahead
1: and find another way to alienate. So your, uh, here's to answer your other question. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm going back to DVD, man. All right, I'm
0: I'm buying. I mean, you know, we do. We go to our, our local used DVD place Mad here, Mad Monk, man, in Ed Monks, yeah. and, and 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 we get and we do. We we purchase DVDs mm-hmm. for movies, and you know, to be honest, yes, you do have a little extra. I know you talked about how you just were getting rid of a bunch of them, yeah. But you do have an extra, you know, have to carry an extra library of movies and it takes extra space. Yeah. But at the same time, you buy it once, you got it. You don't have to worry about renting it or trying to right. be on a streaming service to find exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, so.
1: I, I did. I will admit, I did sell a whole bunch of my Blu-rays and DVDs. I used to have more than like uh, fifteen hundred of them, but mm. uh, I kept. Wow. I, I kept the ones that I still enjoy watching on disc sure. the most, especially because they have a lot of the special features and cast interviews mm. and stuff. Because I like watching all the behind the scenes featurettes as well. But uh, but I maybe I will actually. Because you're right, Mad Monks is like, I mean, it's hog heaven. I feel like a pig and slop <laughs> when well, I could be down there. Here's the so other great- I could go down there and scoop up 10 DVDs and 10 Blu-rays for less than 40
0: bucks. That's what I'm saying, though, is that yeah. here's the other great thing, is that, yeah, you remember when, when Blu-rays would come out and they were like $30 oh, a piece? 35 to $40. Okay, like, are and are then and you me? go down there and you pay It's the same one for a buck ninety nine. Exactly. You're like, oh my right? gosh, I don't care. It took 10, 15 years, right? you know. I,
1: you can get the first four films I'm in Marvel's Phase it. 1 on Blu-ray, together for less than
0: twenty bucks. I've got most of the. I've I've been able to to get to grab most of the Avengers, and like I told you, I have an older TV and it still plays three D that yeah. are in three D. Nice that I got that's for a right. buck ninety nine. You showed them all to me. Once. Oh man, like, that's right. And so that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. I'm 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 in hog heaven yeah. too down there. I love it. Okay, getting back to Disney though. So what do you yeah. think? I mean, do you do you agree? Then you think they're going to have to do the same thing? I mean, they're going to have to just start charging for you know putting this stuff in the vault and start charging for certain. Um, Eric, I got to tell you, I got to be honest with you. Okay, as a subscriber
1: of Disney Plus, I am not too thrilled that they may possibly roll this out and then have us pay to watch some of the content that comes out of the vault. Now,
0: now this is just speculation on, okay. on our end. This is nothing they've had. They did talk right. about raising the price of Disney Plus. Right. But I want everybody to understand out there, we're just speculating that they might have to do this situation.
1: Thank you for emphasizing yeah, that. Yeah, because yes. I don't want
0: people to think that they're going They're going right. to do this. We're just spec. how are they going to raise money with these. So if they th- take content off... Disney Plus, why would Bob Iger Mm -hmm. take the content off Disney Plus unless he was going to only bring it back to charge for it? That's my question.
1: Okay, so then let me go back and rephrase. Let me just say this. Hypothetically speaking, I would be willing to pay to As a current subscriber of Disney+, Plus, I would be willing to pay to watch some of the content that comes out of the proverbial vault if it happens, but only if it's reasonably priced, Eric. Mm. So, again, hypothetically speaking, for argument's sake, let's say they do this. And let's say they toss in uh, the first three uh, films in the MCU in Phase 1, Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America. Okay. Put them in the vault. Bring them back out. If they're gonna start charging eight, nine, ten, ninety-nine to watch these films, forget about it. No freaking yeah. way. If they're gonna charge one ninety-nine, maybe. Okay. If charge two ninety-nine, possibly three nine. In other words, what I'm saying is, I'm not willing to spend more than five dollars to down to stream any of these movies that come out of the vault. Being mm. already a paying subscriber, again, this is hypothetically speaking, assuming that this format happens.
0: Yeah, well, I'll tell you that's that's why I would go to the used DVD store and buy the thing for a buck ninety nine, and, and I can I, watch it anytime. And
1: since I have all those movies still on disc because I kept those, yeah, you're absolutely right. It doesn't take too much effort for me to open the tray on my Blu Ray player, stick them in there, watch it, and enjoy it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm, so hopefully. I don't know, you know, and and we talked about that with with streaming fatigue here. Yeah. There's too many streaming services now. Everybody's going to repeating you got max which is hbo max which are just going to max later this month yeah and then you've got uh how many yeah. others so you got paramount you got peacock paramount you got all these Plus, other services peacock yeah. yeah that you're paying for and yeah. that's a strain on people it and is. you know i think and and the other thing is with disney that's probably an, another reason they have a big chunk of subscribers right now is because you know Disney has in the past offered, which I'm on that plan, offered yeah. with Verizon. People that have Verizon, they get the package where they get Disney Plus in because they signed up. They get it for free, yeah, right? Yeah. Because they signed up. So if that goes away, you know, the question is, do I keep Disney Plus? I mean, mm-hmm. what am I really watching on there? You know, yeah. I mean, I'd love to see Andor, but at the same time. <laughs> yep. Is that enough to keep me on there? And if they do raise the price again, Mm -hmm. you know, so anyway.
1: Yeah, it's going to eventually be like Netflix where you start asking yourself, okay... (laughs) Seriously, how much more can they can they charge us before it gets to the point where we just there's a like limit. with cable, we cut the cord, like with cable where we yeah. cut the cord, we got sick and tired of paying exorbitant prices for uh, a channel package that we didn't even watch a third of. Yeah. You know, st- streaming's going to be almost exactly the same way. At some point we're going to say to ourselves instead of cutting the cord Let's click the button that says "Cancel Subscription," and then we'll see what happens when they start losing subscribers hand over fist because they're outpricing not only their competitors but they're outpricing their uh, their source base as well.
0: Here's the thing: I I don't see I don't you know I know hindsight twenty twenty all this stuff and who could have at like I told you in the beginning you know um, when we talked about streaming a long time ago on this podcast that yeah. you know I thought it was a great idea I mean wow you know you could pay you know of course about I think originally it was what six ninety nine or something for uh, Disney Plus whenever it first came out. Well, if- First came out. Yep. You know, you can, I can't believe it. You can pay for that and get all this Disney content. Wow, it's great. You know, yep. I didn't see at the time. You know, as as just as a consumer on the consumer side, right? I mean, I think it was great. Yeah. The thing for me is, I, I don't see how these guys didn't see that this model wasn't sustainable, especially when they're looking at cell phone service because you got cell phone carrier uh, carriers. Yeah. And it's like the same situation. You only have you know you've got you've got a limited amount of customers. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, they just kind of, everybody goes to like all these different cell phones, you know, they'll go hop to one, then their mm-hmm. service, you know, plans over, they hop to another, they hop to another. Yeah. I, I don't see, what I'm getting at is I don't see why the, the, the powers that be, you know, the minds in the financial sector of, of these companies didn't say, hey, this isn't sustainable. We can't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Now that I look back at it, mm-hmm. I see all the flaws. Is, is I wonder, do they just, all of them not see the flaws? of this model of streaming that everybody was going to have a streaming service and the market was going to be so saturated. that
1: Well, probably not, Eric. And here's why. Look, Disney is a billion dollar entertainment behemoth globally. And so Disney looks at it from they look at it from a very wide lens where they realize that they are a big entertainment uh, monopoly, which that's what they are. They're an entertainment monopoly. They may not want to admit it, but they are. Um, and so they look at it through a very wide lens. They And quite frankly, Eric, they don't really have the luxury of dissecting um, you know the analytics of the entertainment down. Uh, you know, so what I mean by that is they don't have, they can't afford to take the time or the money to have people look at the numbers on a more minute scale. Mm. You know, looking at the average age of the audience to see how many people are tuning in between the ages of eighteen and thirty during these times of the day and watching Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs versus watching Captain America: The First Avenger. Yeah. You know, so they have to look at it from a grand scale. And when you look at it, the way Disney has built their model very very few things have gone awry for disney before in the past they rode this it was a cash cow it was a cash cow yeah they rode this tidal wave of financial success all the way to the top but they didn't stop to consider where does that proverbial bottom dollar fall off? Well, yeah, well, you know? where's the ceiling?
0: <clears throat> yeah. I the, mean, yeah, just,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they were not looking at the, the smaller numbers that they should have been looking at when factoring out how this whole platform was going to work out. Because knowing how popular the Disney brand is, I literally think, just me, I literally think they just said, hey, we're Disney. People are going to watch whatever we put Like on too there. big to fail. Yeah, too big to fail.
0: But and and, and 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 the problem is they're not because right. like you're saying you know they've hit the ceiling and and with right. the parks and and with the content you yeah. know people just they're done yeah. with paying they can't yes. afford and because of the times yeah. You know, cash isn't isn't so easy to come by these days. Everybody's tightening their belt and right. and you know, and so they're Exactly. Now, with that
1: being said, do I go on Disney Plus and watch a Disney classic every now and then? Absolutely. I mean, just the other night I watched Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea with mm. uh with Kurt uh with Kirk Douglas and uh Peter Laurie and um and James Mason. My yeah. my favorite Disney classic film of all wow. time. But I mean that's a small number in comparison to wh- how many people Disney really want watching that type of uh, material on their platform it's well, interesting
0: you said that because just the other night I'm sitting there and we're trying to look for a movie to watch and i yeah. and, and this it reminds me of cable now now, now that yeah. you said that I'm sitting there and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling through the menu looking for a movie and it's either well I've already seen this right on this or that or there's nothing there's yeah. I we we and then we hop to Netflix yeah scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll well, I don't there's really nothing And then, you know, then went to Paramount uh, Plus, you know, and it's like you spend all your time looking for something and you've either seen all that or, uh, you know, it's like, eh, you know, it doesn't interest you, you know, it's not pulling you in. So the point being is that it's getting back to the cable thing where, you know, I'd sit there on the menu and scroll through all the channels you know, and couldn't find anything to watch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you know, know? And so, so you have all these services, all this great content at your, at your fingertips, mm-hmm. but you still, you've either seen it, you've done it, you've been there, you've done that, you don't care about it, you don't want to watch it, and you're just scrolling the whole night away. I've done that before. I have done so
1: much channel surfing recently between different platforms that I have, whether it's Max, whether it's Disney+, Plus, whether it's Hulu, whether it's Paramount+. And I literally have found myself more often than not just saying, this is boring. So I'll just put the remote down and I'll read a book. Ah, there you go. Go figure. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess you call it... Stri- the bookstores are so right? busy these days, right? Know. It's like all of a sudden,
0: uh, borders will come yeah. back, right? It's like,
1: <laughs> if they do, I won't be first in book. Well, Barnes & Noble is still around, but... Yeah, right. uh,
0: but anyway, the point being
1: is that, yeah, it's starting to feel like streaming fatigue is setting in here. Well, I don't know lot. what the
0: answer... I don't know what the answer is going to be. Um, it's kind of an interesting time because they have they, they've bought too much, yeah, Disney has, and they can't sell it now because nobody has the money to buy it. Right, everybody else is tightening, you know, as far as in the entertainment world, tightening yes. their belts. So yes. uh, I don't know, man. I really don't know what the answer is. Man. I
1: don't either. I wish I did, and if I did, I'd tell you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, folks. Oh, talk about Saturday. No answers today. But uh, if it goes in the vault, watch out for that. He might pull that old trick out again. And have Eisner. that credit card or debit card handy to pay for it. <laughs> that <laughs> old Eisner trick. That's yeah, right. Watch out! <laughs> Funny, Iger, Eisner, I wonder if there's a relation. I don't know. I just thought about Maybe. it. Maybe. Anyway. Could hey, guys, take care. Thank you for listening so much. We do yep. appreciate you. Remember to check out the social media, uh, Twitter at PTI underscore podcast and Facebook at Pardon the Intermission. All right. Take care. God bless. Peace out. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.